0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com.
0: Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life.
3: Welcome to the program, final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. i got to train this audience because they clap right before we come on the air. So let's try this again. Hey, welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. Man, you guys could be Danettes, you know, or have to help you do everything. But uh, thank you for showing up. We appreciate that, our studio audience. Final hour coming up on this Thursday, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, the Alabama quarterback, And uh, Derek Henry will join us, too, will join us coming up here in a couple of minutes. If you haven't tried Golden Road Brewing, you're missing out. These guys, uh, they bring you the finest quality craft beer available. Mango Cart, love that. And uh, I had a a Wolf Pup Session IPA yesterday after the show, and I thought I earned that. Brewed to stand out, you'll find Mango Cart Wolf Pup Session IPA available in all 50 states. California-inspired Golden Road Brewing Press Craft Beer since 2011. McLovin, the poll question that we went with today, it's been so long since uh, we've talked about it that Uh, I forgot what it was.
4: If you were a player, would you want 17 games if it meant more money? I don't know why, but it came down to 50-50. It's an exact 50-50. I think when you said it was a billion dollars, people changed their vote.
3: Yeah, but I don't know how much you're going to get as a player out of that billion dollars. You get maybe one extra game check, but uh, that was told to me by a source that Jerry Jones valued that extra week at a billion dollars. Whether that's true or not, but that's what Jerry is saying. Yeah, McLevin.
4: I don't know if this is a sound or anything, but I feel like is there really that big a different risk by playing 17 games compared to 16 games? It feels so incremental to me.
3: Well, it feels like the odds are not in your favor the longer you play, the more you play, that something's eventually going to happen. Did you find out how many quarterbacks played the entire season? Oh, yeah. Were you supposed to do that like an hour and a half ago? I was working on my DAC <laughs> Your DAC dance. Yes. Yeah. And that was the end result of your DAC dance that you worked so hard on? That... Yeah, my Latin player. Uh, yeah. I didn't know Todd was going to be so good at it. Yeah. Well, DAC Prescott came in and uh, he was helping us with the DAC dance. He didn't come up with the DAC dance, it was just NBC caught Dak Prescott doing that prior to a game, and then all of a sudden it became the DAC dance. We had Big Poppy in uh, first hour of the show. Fun to talk to him. And Kirk D. Cousins. Uh, the Vikings so uh, so Tua will join us along with uh, Derek Henry yes boy
5: yeah we were talking about it earlier when Big Poppy came on stage we've never had him in person he looks like a superstar he looks exactly what you think David Ortiz would. like he is the oh, apples and oranges a Dion Sanders where you're like that's Dion, that's Big Poppy baseball needs more guys like him i know you you can't really create that, but man, he has superstar status.
3: Plus, when I asked him about the jewelry, and he goes, and it's real. He had <laughs> he, he had a lot of bling on today, but uh, it was good to see Big Pop. He couldn't talk too much about the night that he got shot, I guess, uh, ongoing investigation, but he said that he's in uh, pretty good spirits here and uh, and healthy. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. I uh, was watching so much of the coverage yesterday on ESPN where what happened with tnt where they had they were planning for the lakers and clippers and you had jerry west and reggie miller kenny smith charles barkley and shaquille o'neal and i know a lot of the the reaction to what happened with kobe and the others that died in that uh helicopter crash like it caught it, it forces us to to kind of look in inside ourselves of what we're doing or not doing and a lot of people have said hey, you've got to tell somebody you love them, or you got to make sure that, you know, you don't go four years like Shaq did with Kobe, which is, is still a good thing. We should do that every day. And I go back to what Jim Valvano said. You know, there's nothing wrong with laughing real hard every day, and there's nothing wrong with crying every day. Obviously, you don't want to be doing it with the tragic situation here, but it was just watching Shaq, like somebody that large, and it just, you could just hear that pain he's I mean, just like us you know I don't care how big you are that hurt is the same and and that that was real pain that you saw and I've been around Shaq for 30 years now 25 years now and I've, I've always he's, he always jokes and I've never seen him where you saw a true emotion like that out of him and I and you know you saw that with him I mean that was that's where you're witnessing real real pain and heartache in front of everybody
2: yes, he, and even you see Kyrie coming back Um, You know, how emotional he was and clearly how important uh, Kobe was to him. There's just a whole generation of players now that grew up superstars, that grew up watching him, uh, that just lost, you know, a friend and and surely a huge mentor to them.
3: And you don't – I mean, Kobe was helping a lot of players. I don't know how he had all this time, but there are all these guys who were touched by Kobe. I mean, even – Novak Djokovic was at the Australian Open talking about being touched by Kobe and, you know, having a friendship with Kobe. So it's, I mean, that's a
5: global, global impact. Yeah, Paul. I remember when we had Kobe on two years ago, you asked him about coaching, and he's like, nah, I I coached my my daughter's team. And he went on to say, like, he didn't want to do that with that hard schedule. And I think a lot of people thought that the Lakers should bring him in in a GM role, a president role, a, a coaching role, and he never even considered it from what I've read.
3: All right, our next guest burst on the national scene by leading Alabama to victory in the 2017 national title game. Went on to throw 87 touchdowns, 11 interceptions with the Crimson Tide. But let's be honest, some of those receivers were catching five-yard passes and taking it to the house. But his greatest achievement just might be making Alabama's offense fun to watch for the first time ever. Please welcome Tua (laughs) Tonga-Bailoa. Just so you know, Tua, everybody gets roasted like that, that, you know, we're just having a little bit of fun. You made Alabama's offense entertaining for the first (laughs) time ever. Appreciate it. That's good to see you. Good to see you, too. You look good. Thank you. You look good. Did you, you know, you wanted to go to USC. You've told Mm -hmm. us about this. You loved Matt Langer. Did you worry about the Alabama
2: offense being kind of boring? Uh, Not really. You know, I think the. What what kind of went into that deciding factor was was my my father you know, um, we took a visit out there we we really only took about three visits you know and that was to USC UCLA and then Alabama, so I mean I, I did I couldn't really gauge you know what was good what wasn't good because I heard Oregon had a great facility too. So, how did you pass up on USC if
3: Matt Leinert is your idol? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's <laughs> one for my dad, not for me. So my,
2: my, my, my dad is kind of the well, reason. Is well, why I don't, I don't want to, to put dad Alabama. on the spot
3: here, but, yeah, I, I was wondering about that.
2: That You yeah. loved
3: Leinert, USC, you had an opportunity to go there, and then you end up in Alabama.
2: Yeah, I don't know how that worked out, but it, it, it I'm, I'm fine with it now. <laughs> How's your health? It's good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking.
3: But it's it's good. What What are the markers here? Where you have where you you know timelines that uh, the doctor has helped you with on when you'll be able to give you know participate? Yeah. So
2: up to this point, I think what we're waiting for is the three month mark. So not this upcoming Monday, but you know the following Monday from from this upcoming Monday, um, which would which would kind of be the three month mark, and it kind of tells us you know how everything is. So we have our CT scan, you know, and then I think. We have a follow-up with the MRI. And, you know, depending on how well all of those things um, are, you know, it, it determines on whether we, you know, can go ahead and, and do training or gradually work, you know, into, you know, the pro day and, and whatnot. But, you know, as, as far as, you know, a health standpoint, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on pace to, to full recovery. So that's really good.
3: How much do you know about the
2: hip now? I mean, I, I know a pretty good amount now. Yeah. Are I know, you an but, expert on hips? I wouldn't say an expert, um, but you know, from from not knowing too much about hips, you know, and then getting you know the injury. I mean, I I'd say I'm at least I'm at least graduating from from an amateur <laughs> side.
3: What do you think teams are going to ask you?
2: Well, I think they're going to ask me everything in the book. Um, you know, from my health to, I mean, what I know in football to. You know, I guess the relationships I built in, at Alabama, um, the relationships I built off the field. I don't know, just everything, you know. And i they know the answers, I, I'm pretty sure. They know the answers to every question they're going to ask. Um, but, I mean, it it could vary, I, I think. But do
3: you look at, did you know how serious that injury was as soon as it happened?
2: I didn't. I didn't. I, I really didn't. Um, what did it feel like? Well, I couldn't really comprehend everything because I think my body was almost so shocked. in shock. Yeah. You know, when I got to Birmingham, um and I was in in the hospital bed, that's that's kind of when you know, I could kind of eva- evaluate, you know, everything and kind of realize that, you know, this is very serious. Um that's when I, you know, found out from the doctors that I I wouldn't be able to finish out the season with my teammates. Um you know, and, and that was hard. That was hard, you know, because we we worked so hard you know we came off a loss the previous year you know with our national championship game and now we we're hoping to to win one this past year um but but we came up short so
3: should you be the number 1 quarterback drafted
2: you know that's a good question i, I think i think that's for everyone else to decide but i don't do you think feel that's for me you're the best quarterback Honestly, that's I. It's hard for me to talk about myself, you know. So I know you're a humble guy, but
3: <laughs> but but you have to be confident at this next level. For sure, level- for sure.
2: And and I think confidence comes in different ways, you know. And my confidence isn't with me telling everyone how good I am. Okay. It's just if you give me that opportunity, I'm gonna go out there and you know hopefully put our team in the in the best position to become successful.
3: Who do you admire? Who do you look at and say?
2: That's, yeah, that's I, I, I admire guys, guys like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. Um, you know, I, I I kept in contact with them, you know, throughout this, this previous season. But, you know, I look up to guys like that, not because of what they do on the field, but because of who they are off the field. You know, they're guys that um, the younger generation can emulate. They're guys that I can emulate. Um, you know, just the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they hold themselves, you um, I mean, they hold themselves to a high standard, but at the same time, they're so gracious when it comes to, you know, talking to other people or, you know, just just going about doing things. So those are the guys that I kind of look up to. Uh,
3: an NFL scout said that if you go to the combine, you won't be able to throw at the combine more than likely, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. He said that we want to get his medicals, we want to get him on a whiteboard and have him design, you know, plays. Yeah. And then we want to talk to him. So that. You know, that's why they said, you know, going to the combine, even if he doesn't work out, we want to know who he is. We also want to know how he could diagram a play if we throw something up. there Are you ready for
2: that, the whole whiteboard thing? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'm ready. I think that's what uh, we've been given, you know, while we were at Alabama, you know, get up on the whiteboard, draw play. Well, wait, and, wait how would Coach do that? like well, Coach Sark? Yeah. So, so usually at the end of our kind of film session, you know, when we have, like, let's say 20 minutes, 30 minutes, okay, guys, get on the board. So it'd be the, the starter, the second starter, and then the third starter. So um, this past year, it was me, it was Mac, and then it was my, you know, my little brother. I mean, he'd give us a play. We'd write out the name of the play. we write out the formation. I mean, draw where everyone goes. And then, you know, the protection, you know, okay, so if this guy comes, what are you doing? You know, okay, we flip the protection, so we'd, we'd – Send the protection this way. Okay, this guy comes down on this coverage. You know, where are you going? Or oh, we're going here. So, I mean, you know, I'd say those those guys there at the university have prepared us, you know, for something okay, like Okay, are you a good big brother? Well, I'm a fair big brother, I'd say. Fair. Fair big brother. Are you tough on your brother? I'm tough. I'm very tough on him. Yes, sir. Do you do – you, are you like
3: Peyton is to Eli where you – kind of rough him up or haze him a little bit there make fun of him
2: no nah, i'm not i'm not more so of that you know make fun but you know i i, I just don't want to be one of you know of those brothers where okay i'm going to tell you what you want to hear you know uh, i'm going to tell you, you know the things you you want to hear but not tell you the things you don't want to hear you know i think i think when you continue to, to tell your little brothers like oh you're doing good you know you're doing good when really they're not um kind of sets them up for failure it kind of cripples them because in their mind they're thinking what what they're doing is right when really it isn't and so I think the biggest thing for my brother when everyone asks me you know if he's going to be a starter I mean he's going to have to work just like everyone else you know in that in that organization he's going to have to compete um and he's going to have to earn the job so that's 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 just how it's going to be you know that level the next level and then life after football so
3: He's uh, Tua Tonga Bailo, the uh, former Alabama quarterback, joining us on behalf of Auto Trader. All right, let me see how you do as a spokesperson. Pardon me. Let me see how you do as a spokesperson here. What do you Oh want yeah. To, yeah. Well,
2: so I'm I'm here on behalf of Auto Trader, you know, and coming from Hawaii to Alabama, I mean, or just being in college, you know, one of the first things I, I'd say, you know, you need is is transportation, you know, to get from point A to point B, and so what me and my family did was we went on Auto Trader. And Auto Trader helped us, I mean, you know, with, with car shopping, and it made it that much easier. What kind of car you got? I have a Jeep right now. I have a okay. Jeep. And so, you know, what also helped was Kelly Blue Book. The, um, yeah. You know, with Kelly Blue Book, they helped with the pricing. And, I mean, it, all of that made it that much easier for me and my family. And so all we had to do was call up the dealership. I mean, go down there, take a look at the car, test drive it. You know, and with the help of my grandparents as well, you know, I was able to get <laughs> my first car. So, you know, thanks to Peter and, and, and Kelly Blue Book.
3: I know that you wear your faith, well, on your body. You got a cross on your uh, your wrist there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever question your faith when you got hurt?
2: I, I, I actually didn't question my faith, um, you know, after I got hurt with the hip injury. You know, I'd say for me, I think my injury touched more lives than me playing on the field um I say that because my injury kind of showed my faith in in a bigger sense than me playing on the field you know my playing everyone you know that that has been fans of Alabama football or fans of of us you know they it it just gives them a good feeling you know when, when we score when we win um You know, but to the people who actually go through injuries as well, you know, and to see how, you know, we – I kind of handled it and went about it. You know, I'd say we we got a lot more feedback, you know, as far as, you know, faith-based people, you know, with how how I I went about doing it with my my rehab, with how I, I don't know, did it while
3: (laughs) I was injured. you're such a humble guy, and, you know, there's – when you were on the last time – we couldn't help but hear Russell Wilson in you. Um, so, I, like, confident but humble. Uh, are you cocky in the huddle? Like, if we're if I'm on the field with you and we're in the huddle, like, are you a different personality?
2: I mean, I I'd say I'm the same. I'm the same. Really? I'd say on the sideline, you know, like we love to have fun. But if we're 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 kind of in the situation where we're losing, then like that's when. <laughs> Kind of step up and say, "All right, guys, now, now's now's not the time to start laughing." Like you know, like,
3: are you going to have a favorite Saban story that you're allowed to tell to your grandkids, or can you tell it now? Like you just say a
2: favorite Saban story. Yeah, I, I don't have a favorite Saban stories. And you're not um, allowed
3: to imitate him. Well, you can't no, now.
2: No, I, I, well, I, I, I'm not good at imitating anyway. Okay, so, okay, all right. But cool. I, I'd say a, a pretty cool uh Saban story is. Um, you know, in the spring, um, Coach Saban, you know, I mean, me and him were close and whatnot, but when it, when it came time to spring, kind of summer break, you know, the May break we have, I mean, Coach, Coach Saban would just text, you know, like, how you doing? Just see how I was doing. He'd call. And, um, something that was pretty funny was Coach Saban uh, called, you know, and I answered and I was like, what's up, Coach? He was like, hey, what's up, buddy? You know, how's everything? Um, Tell him it's good, and then he brings up uh, Game of Thrones. He's like, "You you, you watch Game of Thrones? The last episode of Game of Thrones?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" You know, and you know, we we just you know from there we just started talking about Game of Thrones, and so you know I think people. So you at,
3: watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: And so I think people look at Coach Saban as someone who's really strict, you know, really hard um, on the players, um, when really there's there's time for for everything, you know. On the field, straight business. Off the field, he's he's a very personable person. Um, I mean, he really cares about his players. He cares about his coaching staff. It's like, you know, summer camp. You know, he he could yell at me the entire practice. Then once once practice is over, like, you know, he's like joking with you, you know, and everyone's laughing and you're confused because two minutes ago he was just you was just yelling at you. Well,
3: Josh Jacobs was telling us that story about uh, what did he. He, he dropped D's nuts, <laughs> right? Did he? He's he's done that before, to you? Um. You can confirm. Well, your dad's here. I don't know if you want to. But, now, but well, Josh, Derek Henry might be able to confirm that.
2: Yeah. Well, I've I've heard it. I've heard okay. it. Yeah, okay. I've heard it. I've heard it for sure. You know, I've heard it for sure. And it's one of those things where you know you're you're like about to take the snap and then he makes the joke and you're like, you're well, just D's well, <laughs>
3: Uh, Auto Trader, they teamed up to help make Tua's car buying process easier as he becomes a pro. The largest variety of cars. Kelly Blue Book, uh, price advisor on every listing. You can be confident you're getting the most trusted pricing on your next vehicle purchase with Auto Trader. Hey, it's great to see you. I don't know. Are you looking for real estate in Miami? Because you en- could end up playing here.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, um, never mind. I'd be, I'd be just grateful joking, with right? whatever it takes
3: me. I try. know, I know, I know. Thank I know. you. Can't help but root for you. Thank um, you. I think you'd be a, a great face for a franchise, and uh, we appreciate the time when you were at Alabama, and we wish you the best of luck here with your next step. Thank you guys so Thank much. you, Tua. Appreciate it. it. That's Tua Tonga about We'll talk to Derek Henry coming up. It's 20 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show.
1: Hey, listeners. Just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcast one.com clicking on the support this podcast button. And there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show.
0: Five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life.
3: Uh, Paulie, are you going to let Derrick Henry smack you around a little bit here? Let is an
5: interesting word, okay. man. Okay. Uh, I went over to talk to Derrick, and he goes, uh, he goes, I saw the video you guys did at media night, you and uh, McLovin asking the Chiefs players who, who could beat you up. He goes, they all beat you guys up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I'll do it for the team. Are
3: you going to put the helmet on, and then you're going to let Derrick Henry give you a stiff arm?
5: Yeah, if he wants to. McLovin had an idea. I okay, yes, uh. McLovin. Well, we always ask the question, uh, could the
4: four Danettes beat up this player?
3: No, how about how about tackle, not beat up? Yeah, well, tackle.
4: Yeah, no, no, tough. no, because we want to do the beat up because we think we have someone we could take. We think we could take down Cousins. <laughs> 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 Kirk, we should invite Kirk back. The four of us, that's the first cast in a long time we
3: could beat up. I think you could take Kirk Cousins, all four of you.
4: And Pauline goes, yeah, we could think about the lunch for a nice sensible Cobb salad. <laughs>
3: And he would pay because he's got $84 million guaranteed. <laughs> By the way, Tua, in case you're, you weren't able to watch on TV, uh, it, he didn't have a limp. I mean, when he was walking up here, he looked he looked pretty good. And, uh, you know, he's, those are going to be the questions here in the next couple of weeks for him. But, you know, he's, he's a wonderful kid. Got a chance to meet his parents. And, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be the great face for a franchise there. Yeah, Paul.
5: Could you see a couple years from now with Revisionist History, Tua going into a better situation, even with the hip injury, he, he could go to a Dolphins team that has a bunch of draft picks and, you know, nothing against the Bengals, but they don't have a history of developing young quarterbacks. I don't know. This could be one of those five years down the road's blessings in the, the Scots.
3: It could be. It's one thing to have a lot of draft picks, another thing to use them wisely. Like the Cleveland Browns have had a lot of draft picks. They're just not very good at drafting players. All right, next guest, you might think of our following guest is having a successful NFL career. He actually peaked in high school. He once ran for over 500 yards in a game. He rushed for 12,000 yards in his high school career. Uh, He's done some other things. He won a Heisman and led the NFL in rushing, blah, blah, blah. But who cares about that? Please welcome the pride of Yulee, Florida, Derek Henry. Good to see you. How yes, sir. you doing? Yes,
6: sir. Good to see you all. Thanks for having me.
3: How big is Yulee, Florida?
6: It's growing. It's growing. <laughs> it's growing. It was small to me growing up, but it's a lot bigger now.
3: Okay. You rushed for 12,000 yards. Yes, sir. What kind of competition were you going against here, Derek? Let's be honest.
6: See, my school, I think when I got there, it was like, been there for like, it had to be like six or seven years. So it wasn't like we were scared to play in competition, but my school wasn't that big, so... We would have to go out and ask schools to come play, and um. But I mean, we had we had some fair competition. It wasn't doing like I was just playing some scrubs each and every week, though.
3: Did you ever have a game where you didn't get tackled?
6: <laughs> some games it felt like I didn't. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you probably have those in the NFL where it doesn't feel like you get tackled. How would you explain what happened in the last six, seven weeks of the season with with you and the offense and how? You guys kind of surprised a lot of people.
6: I think we were just picking on all cylinders. It was fun to be a part of. It's something that, you know, you can build off of and um, definitely going in the right direction, you know, thinking about how we started off being two and four. It was definitely um, a lot of of positive, a a lot of momentum, and a lot of good things to build off of.
3: Can you tell when you're hurting somebody when you run?
6: Um, when I'm playing, I don't really, I don't really look at it like that. There are guys who didn't want to tackle you this year. I, I mean, don't be <laughs> humble. Like, 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 when I play, I, I, I promise. When I play, I'm not even like, like trying to see if they're trying to tackle or if anything else. I'm focused on what I need to do. If you're in my way, business, it's, it's, it's all business. business. Okay. It's all business. Yeah.
3: Have you ever heard a grown man whimper trying to tackle you?
6: I heard grunts and, you know, things <laughs> like that. <Okay>. Jerome, <laughs> B- no, no,
3: Jerome Bettis told me. He said he'd heard grown men like, ah.
6: Oh, man. Yeah. Jerome Bettis is a, a big dude. So <laughs> well, so are you. I'm pretty sure. i he sure did. Yeah. Are yeah. you
3: – I don't know what the knock was because you didn't go in the first round. I didn't yeah, yeah. know. Of, like, are you too tall at running back? Did, did they look at you and go, well, he's 6'3"? Like, we do this all the time. We profile quarterbacks and go, oh, you're not tall mm-hmm. enough. Like, I – I, I always wondered about that. When we saw you after you won the Heisman, I was uh-huh. like, I don't, I don't know how anybody. I remember
6: that, too, yeah. Yeah,
3: you came into New York came and we saw you. But were you, what was the knock against you?
6: Um, I think, I mean, Eric Dickinson was tall. And oh. look how he did. Oh, I know. But I think it was like the stigma on me that, you know, I was tall. I didn't have no quickness. I couldn't catch. Or I couldn't block. <laughs> I went to Alabama. The backs don't last had too much wear and tear and you know that's a lot of baggage there yeah yeah i mean it was a lot so at the same time i knew as long as i got in and um got on a team that you know that valued me and that would use me that eventually i'll show my worth and that's what i did
3: who did you uh, look up to
6: growing up as a player i can go on and on a list of guys did you have posters on your wall I, uh, not posters, but I had like I had. A, I love the Thompson. Even though he wasn't my size, I just love him <laughs> I go Eddie. Did you Dan- meet?
3: Did you meet Ladanian?
6: I met Ladanian oh, I met okay. my rookie year, and it was like Kobe Bryant and Ladanian Thompson were my heroes going up.
3: Did you meet Kobe?
6: It's it's, it's, it's so funny. Um, I was talking about this with um, um, my agent the other day. Agent assistant. Um, we we're at the uh, Espy's. That yeah. was my. Uh, well, my rookie, yeah, I was, I was, well, yeah, after I got drafted, and um, Kobe was walking up. He had all black. kids with his wife, and um, I was talking to him. I was like, I was like, that's Kobe. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. I was like, I was like, what should I say? say I, I mean, what, what should I say? I kept asking. her. She was like, this, this, just be yourself. This, this, this say i was like, what if you don't know me? What if you don't? What if you don't say nothing to me? What if you like, you don't know who I am? She was like, he knows who you are. And he walks by, and I just froze. I didn't you say didn't nothing. Say I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I, 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 I don't know it was so weird. I just, like, that's the first time I ever got like that. I couldn't say anything. What would you have said? I don't even know. That's why I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what I could you have said. You should say. have been
3: carrying the Heisman with you. That would have helped.
6: Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that would have helped. I would have had, like, a sticker on me, a big old sticker yeah, on my if, jacket. Or, or your jersey on her. Yeah, something. exactly. That would have been, oh. And I still, I still, to this day, I'm like, what was I thinking? Why did I not even say that to this man?
3: And I don't know if you thought that when you saw the news of, you did have that chance to say hello all, to him. All
6: types of stuff went through my head. I'm still messed up to it. I had a jersey on. I've been wearing a jersey for the past. Year. I slept in his jersey the other night. I, that's like, that's like my all-time favorite athlete of all time. That's but, like.
3: But what was it in Kobe that you just that? I mean, he's not a football player.
6: It's not football. I think just the way his dedication to the game, um, the, just the, the the way he played. You know, he inspired me as a kid. Just, just everything. Like it just, it was like having, like having, like a hero. You know what I'm saying? People talk about when people talk about Michael Jordan. That's how I seen Kobe. That was, that was my Michael Jordan. So, you know, anytime anybody say anything about Kobe, you guys, anybody, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bat all the way down. So that was like, man, I can't even, I can't even put in the words like how, how I felt when I got the news. I was at the Pro Bowl. I was in the locker room. And I didn't even believe. It. I was like, "What?" I was like, "No." And, uh, I, and then um, somebody came to me and said they confirmed it, and I was torn, still torn, to this day. Prayers out to his family and all the family that involved.
3: Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the people that I've spoken to who are younger, under the age of forty, say that's that's our Jordan.
6: Yes, that definitely definitely is, man. It's just I just thank him for what the all the things he showed. As far as being an athlete everything that he represented you know everything that he's done for the game not just basketball just all over I think I, the impact he had on athletes I think people have seen it from you know what, what, what everybody said from each and every sport like you know it just he meant so much to a lot of people he definitely meant a lot to me and um you know the years that he played that's one thing I, I'll never forget I will never forget. He's
3: Derrick Henry, the Titans running back, joining us on behalf of FedEx, the Air and Ground uh, NFL Players of the Year Awards. Let me hear you be a spokesperson here.
6: Yeah, so I'm here on behalf of FedEx for the um, Air and Ground Player of the Year. Um, You can vote on NFL.com slash FedEx, or you can vote on NFL Twitter. Voting ends at 3 p.m., so make sure you vote for Air and Ground. And FedEx is doing a great job by donating $20,000 each on behalf of each winner, Aaron winner. That's a great thing FedEx is doing. I'm glad to be here on their behalf.
3: Look at you. You were looking at the camera while you were doing that. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right. And you were a communications major,
6: right? Communications major.
3: Look at you. Okay. (laughs) I do a little research.
6: I might have come back, you
3: know. You think you could host this show?
6: Yeah, I could. I'm,
3: I'm, easy now. I'm, easy now. One thing to beat the Patriots. One thing to beat the Ravens. <laughs> it's, it's a little different when you sit over here. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, so if I said you, you could do this show, your dream guest, I'm going to give you three guests that you're going to have on. Who are you going to have on?
6: I, ooh, three guests. Yeah. I want to. Kobe, I wish I could have Kobe. I, I know. Uh, LeDainian um, Thomas, LeDainian Tomlinson. And one more. Coach Saban? I would say Michael Jordan. Ooh. Michael Jordan. Have you met Mike? I have not met Michael Jordan. I want to meet Michael Jordan.
3: What? Well, you wouldn't say anything to him if you met
6: him. I probably would. I probably would look and be like, it's Michael Jordan right there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who, what basketball player do you think would have made a great football player?
6: Oh, LeBron?
3: You think LeBron? Yes,
6: LeBron. Tight end? And I know uh, uh, Iverson was good at football, too. He actually, yeah, I think good he had a. Quarterback. Special, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was good at football, too. But I think LeBron, yes. He's a physical specimen.
3: I think Iverson might have been as good a quarterback yeah. as Michael Vick. Yeah. But they talk uh, about how talk great about good, yeah. was. Yeah,
6: yeah. i seen that documentary he had, too. So, yeah, I believe you. LeBron tight end? LeBron tight end receiver. He probably do as just as much as he doing on no basketball and no football. This is how. Well, he
3: was an all-statewide receiver. Yeah.
6: Yep. So yeah, probably I'll say receiver, tight end.
3: If I had you play one-on-one against LeBron. You were you were a high school basketball player Yeah. You? Yeah. All
6: right.
3: How do you think you could you score on LeBron? Yes.
6: Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yes, exactly. Really? Yes. You're only 6-3. Yes.
3: I, I mean, don't six threes, bring Paulie, bring out LeBron James here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring him out. You're 6'3". Th- whoa. You want a piece of
6: it. Yeah, I'll play. Yes,
3: yes. But you're 6'3". That's tall in
6: the NFL. Well, who could say they score on LeBron James uh, every day? Nobody can say that. I'm going to score. I'm definitely going to score. I'm going to have that title. I score on LeBron James. You really? Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. I mean, I believe you.
6: Could, could, could you score on LeBron James?
3: I would want the opportunity to score on the Broncos. <laughs> when I was your age, yeah, I just yeah, okay, score on the Broncos. okay. See, me, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I, right. want, I would want a piece of Michael Jordan, too. See, exactly. exactly. I mean, we're competitors. competitors we're great exactly. athletes. We're competitors. All that. Absolutely. Yes, Are you officially a free agent? A free agent, yep. Okay. So when do you get to talk to everybody?
6: Uh, it's in March. Okay. In March. But hopefully, I don't have to do that. I can be in Tennessee.
3: Are you planning on being in Tennessee? Yep. Did you rent or buy in Tennessee? Buy. You did buy. Yeah. Okay.
6: No, but that's a pretty it. good
3: market if you have to sell, though. I mean, you're yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a pretty really good market.
6: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know. You, yeah. yeah. Can
3: you? If I said you could be in an. <laughs> a what, what other uniform do you think you look? You'd look good in.
6: Two tone blue. That's all I want to look <laughs> good in. Two tone blue. <laughs>
3: I'm thinking now I got a couple of I got a couple of suggestions for you. Okay. The dolphins. Two tone blue. Yeah, but, I, but I'm getting some blue in there. I'm blue. The dolphins got that, that aqua. Aqua uh, don't
6: call You without. made those
3: Titan uniforms look good and those aren't good looking I I
6: uniforms. Okay, so tell me what's your favorite uniform in the NFL then?
3: Cowboys pretty badass. Saints, those Saints white jerseys.
6: You like those plain jeans. jerseys? Plain? you were old, school. You, like the old school. you like the old school that, look. Yeah. Huh? Jay-Z
3: and I we like the clean uniform. Okay. Uh, let I let me see. So I got, let me see, Dolphins, Steelers. I could see with the Steelers. How about that? Could you see yourself with the Steelers? You got black and gold pants Franco over Harris. Right now, Franco. Jerome. No more Le'Veon Bell. You got no Jerome Le'Veon. in there. Come on, on. Oh,
6: boy, James Conner.
3: James Conner would be a bat. nice compliment to you. Provo Bowl back, yeah. So he'd be a nice compliment to you. I think
6: he's on the ground pretty well there.
3: So you don't want to go to Pittsburgh.
6: No, I think
5: James Conner, he's, he's got it.
3: Um, let me see. Paulie, you're taking out your money. You're trying to get him to go to the Bears?
5: I'm a Bears fan. I got $27 on me, okay. and they'll pick up the rest.
6: <laughs> uh. Colin and Montgomery, you don't like I think they that's a good tandem too. You
5: do I've seen you play.
6: <laughs> oh, so you don't want to play
3: in cold weather? I don't care what it is. Oh, okay. It's football. Cold cash is what you want. Yeah, cold, cold cash. weather. Show yeah. me the money. I'm right there with you, man. Show me the you money. You got an agent? Got an agent. You like him? Love him. Oh, okay. Because if you need me, I'm here.
6: Okay, I might I might throw you in too. Then. I'll, I'll yeah. sing the praises. All of right.
3: You. Yeah. We, All when right. we when we walk I'm a closer.
6: You, I, you know a lot about Nashville, obviously. When you know, I, I walk bracket, in, so.
3: I'm bringing noise. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, his TV agent. I'm not like that guy.
6: Suit and all? You gotta, no, no. You
3: suit. I'm, no, I'm not doing suit. No, suit, no, not, know, no, no, no. My business is when my guy is on the field. That's business. When I go in there, let's talk, and then I'm going to send him out and let him go. That's all it is. All right. We're Thunder and
6: Lightning. Let's do it. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh,
3: the FedEx Air and Ground NFL Players of the Year Awards, uh, you can still be voting today. Voting closes at 3 p.m. Eastern today. Yeah. Just letting you vote. know. Go vote. Yeah, you can. NFL.com slash FedEx and the NFL Twitter page. Would you let Paulie put on the helmet and you just smack him around give him a little stiff arm? If he wants to, if he wants that pressure. No, no. he wants to, No, he, he took on who, Matt Forte. Clay Matthews, like all of these guys. He wasn't afraid. It's just like you against LeBron.
6: Yeah, no. I, I mean, he can put it on. I'm, I'm not going to be too too crazy. I'm not going to be too rough. But yeah, he just can. give him a stiff arm. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that?
3: Yeah. Just a playful stiff arm.
6: Pray for him. Yeah. Definitely. All
3: right. Hey, it's great to see you. Thank you all Thank for having you. me. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you. On a wonderful season there. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back after this close-up shop on the Dan Patrick Show.
1: Everybody has to do taxes, and yet not everybody feels comfortable doing them, which doesn't seem right, especially when you consider all the amazing things these same people accomplish every day of their lives. TurboTax believes that with the right tools and encouragement, people can be good at anything, yes, even taxes. And to help people feel more comfortable with the tax process, TurboTax Live gives you personal access to experienced CPAs and EAs who are there for you, even on nights and weekends and they're happy to go through your return with you line by line to double-check that you've done everything right so you can be sure to get your best possible refund, feel 100% confident in your taxes. It's TurboTax. All people are tax people. TurboTax believes everyone should feel comfy doing their taxes, and it's all the tools you need to feel confident in this tax process, including that expert-level reassurance. TurboTax has experienced CPAs and EAs available to review your return right along with you. These experienced tax pros can review your return line by line and give you approval even before you file. Ensure your taxes are done right and that you get the best possible refund. TurboTax. All people are tax people.
5: Hey, it's Paulie Paps from The Dan Patrick Show. We've got an awesome podcast to tell you about today. It's The Big Podcast with Shaq. Of course, it's big. Tune in every week as Shaq and his crew cover sports, entertainment, and a lot more with Shaq. That's the only way the Diesel does it. The show is full of laughs and amazing stories. Stay tuned to the end of this episode from a great clip from The Big Podcast with Shaq. And then be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast listening apps so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>
3: That's a lot of fun. He's got a great personality. You know, you got back-to-back with Tua and Derrick Henry and you're not in a media capital in Nashville, but Derrick Henry's got big-time charm there and uh, a lot of fun. Yes, we love. So
4: Paulie took a hit there, right? And it looked terrible, but I actually he hugged me at the end because I was his contract. Yeah. I think I punctured a lug and dislocated a shoulder on the hut.
1: I just
3: can't imagine. Then you put pads on him, and he's running through that hole and building up a little bit of speed. Don't they call it a business decision? To <laughs> <tackle>? <laughs> That's what uh, I think Deion Sanders called it a business decision, whether you were going to tackle somebody like that. Yeah, Paul.
5: I think I caught a stiff arm, which wasn't so bad, but I think I caught a knee on the <laughs> way down in my area over here.
3: I was asking McLovin the uh, number of quarterbacks who started all 16 games the last couple of seasons. Because if we're going to add to the regular season, which I hope they don't, but I think they're going to just out of greed. Uh, 2015, there were 17 quarterbacks who did so. 2016, 14 quarterbacks. 2017, 12 quarterbacks. 2018, 16 quarterbacks. In 2019, there were only 13 quarterbacks who played all 16 regular season games. Yes, McLove.
4: So that means 19 backups by – if you add a week – that's, you're not going to see half the league will be backups by the end.
3: Yeah, and you have to have some value to these games. You just do. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Joe Burrow of LSU will join us on the program tomorrow, as will Russell Wilson. And we just learned that uh, he and his wife, Sierra, are going to have another child. Christian McCaffrey will join us. Eric Stone Street from Modern Family, he's kind of real beef with me. He uh, says that I owe him dinner and apparently the entire Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. I don't know how I got the Chiefs involved in this, but I owe Eric Stone Street a dinner from last year where I said the Chargers were going to go farther than the Chiefs. This year, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, so he can't have any beef with me on that, but Eric Stone Street from Modern Family will join us in the uh, final hour of the show. Yes, Paul.
5: Maybe to keep the cost down for you personally, Dan, we could have Chad and Traeger cook for the Chiefs off of the line, because then they, get, they really get their money's worth.
3: If the Chiefs' offensive line wants to come down here, I will serve them lunch. How about that? <laughs> uh, Chad from Traeger last night, I don't know what he made. I don't know what that steak was. That's the best piece of steak I ever had in my life.
5: You were having visions. Like, you were standing by the thing. You didn't even plate it. You were just cutting and eating it. Yes.
3: Is it like Bavette? Is that the kind of steak it was? Is that what it is, Chad? Bavette? Good God. I said, you know, as soon as we they start slicing it up, but I said, this is illegal. This is, this, my steak doesn't taste like that, but he he did something on the tray. So today with the Traeger, he made everything that we have over there, including the cocktails. Yes, he.
2: Well, that last night, as soon as last night was over and we're all leaving, they're just starting to prepare for
3: this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dang. Yes, McLovin. Did you have the key lime pie that was made I normally- did have that, and I, you know, I don't normally do that to keep this girlish figure, but I did. <laughs> and it was great. It was great. You know, it's wonderful having partners like that. When you think of the partners we have, and I always call them friendships, not partnerships. And when you tell somebody about something that's great, you're telling it, you know, from your perspective that you use these products. And that Traeger grill, I probably get asked about the Traeger grill as much as I do, you know, what's Fritzy like? And, you know, it's
5: just. Different answers. Yes. Yeah.
3: (laughs) One is functional and, and helps you and is really, really good for you. And then the other one's Todd. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
3: Thank you, Todd. I
5: know just you just made playing play my hope. This day, is, <laughs> this day in sports history. Quick one, Dan. 2000, New York Mets announced that Garth Brooks, the country singer, would begin spring training with the team on February 20th. I think he had a base hit. I think he had one base hit in spring training. Wasn't he with the
3: Padres? Yeah, ball, he did both. Yeah. Uh, let's go around the room. What we learned on the program. Um, uh, Nick Levin, I'll start with you. What did you learn today?
4: Kirk Cousins can spin it when he wants to.
3: Yes, he did. Kirk Cousins had a little get up on that pass you threw to you.
4: Yeah. Did you know that he had a job? I mean, I guess in 10 yards, any NFL quarterback.
3: Wow. <laughs> See, you, you keep I didn't
4: doing not the... I, I don't even know that I'm doing it anymore. Are it's you
3: going to make fun of Russell Wilson tomorrow and catch a pass from us?
4: Again, like yeah, I mean Carson Palmer's scary, but Russell is the undersized quarterback. Those guys, don't even need to make. Okay, fun what of about Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow, I mean, yeah, he's accurate. And he's going to take your seven to ten yard. Range. He's going to
3: take your boyfriend's job in Cincinnati, Andy Dalton. Oh, you know what?
4: <laughs> I'm the one who's going to be mad. Maybe I'll throw at Joe Burrow tomorrow. Whoa, Tritsky what did you learn today?
1: Derrick Henry had an opportunity to meet Colby a few years back, but froze up and regrets having not talked to him.
3: Seton O'Connor Jr. III. A guest of the show tomorrow, Russell Wilson and his lovely wife, Sierra, expecting
5: again. Paulie? Derek Henry's a really nice guy. Trust me.
3: I want to thank everybody who showed up, our studio audience, also the great folks at uh, Premier Radio. <laughs> Premier Radio, and uh, uh, they got uh, a variety of people here that uh, we appreciate their uh, relationship with us. What We Learned brought to you by Discover Cashback. What are you waiting for? Discover.com slash cashbackmatch.
5: As promised, here's a clip from the big podcast with Shaq. I've never seen it this early though. That's
1: what I'm saying. You know, that's I the mean, difference. Like the first couple of weeks. I've never seen it so I,
7: it's, it's it's two takes on that. One, you think you're so good that you can let guys sit out. You don't care about your position in the playoffs. You're going to win no matter what. It's a it's a really tough gamble. A really tough gamble. I've I did it, so I'm not going to criticize whenever, especially when I got older. When guys said take, especially matter of fact, when Phil got there, Phil would look at the standings, and I don't know how he did it. He kept us away from Utah, and he kept us away from uh, I want to say the Rockets all the time. He just kept us away, so he would come and say, "All right, take these two games off." And I'd be like, oh, and he'd be like, "But you need to ride the bike." Like he would just no and you know his thing was we needed some type of home court advantage, preferably the number one spot. But it's been going on for years, so, you know, it's a gamble. Uh, I, I feel I feel for the fans when you pay your money to see a certain guy play and he doesn't play.
4: That's mine.
7: I I do feel for that. But this is chess, not checkers. You want a championship or you want a guy to, to come play a game and possibly get hurt. I know it's not something you're supposed to think about, but it can't happen. I can't knock it because I've done it. I just, I just know that's a gamble, and I feel both sides.